Hey friends, Dave Hagen here. I have one sound to sum up what we're going to talk about here tonight. Ong. That's right. We're going to talk about meditation. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hey, thanks, Nick. Welcome, everyone, to the Financial Wellness Podcast. We're here in beautiful downtown Van Nuys with me today, Mr. Brian Reed. Welcome, Brian. <laughs> we're, we're all about we're all about the meditation. We're all about our calm here today. Oh, welcome. So recently, there's been an explosion of people practicing meditation. In the 70s, it was transcendental meditation. And the Beatles were doing it. And they were bringing their Maharishi over to the United States. And it was the big rage. Now, with apps, it's a little bit different. It's a billion-dollar-a-year business. People are doing meditation on their iPhones or their personal computers or their smartphones. A billion-dollar-a-year business. There's a bunch of bestsellers on Amazon talking about meditation. Go take a look. Amazon.com. Type in meditation. All sorts of stuff. The Headspace folks had a big, big book that was going around just over the recent holiday. Uh, go check it out. There's even books at the grocery store checkout. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I knew that we were getting this ready and I'm buying groceries and I see a book, How to Meditate. And I said, well, I'm going to be talking about that pretty soon. It'd be interesting to see what their take is on this. So there's books on it even at the checkout stand. So big deal, big, big deal. Now, my take is that because we're so busy with emails and texts and news updates and phone calls and all this constant bombardment, our brains need rest. I think it's kind of cool you can get into an elevator and check your stocks or check your email or text your, check your text, whatever you need to do, but our brains need some time to rest. And we need to train ourselves to step aside, relax, and perhaps become a little more aware. Now, everyone's thinking, hey, uh, what is this meditation about? Because as soon as you talk about meditation or start to visualize what you think meditation might be, you, you kind of visualize um, um, you know, a fellow with a shaved head and maybe a, a robe or an orange robe, white robe, sitting there cross-legged and, and going om and getting to a space of uh, uh, spiritualness, if you will. But it's not really that. It's the practice of slowing your thoughts or slowing the thoughts in your mind to achieve awareness, awareness, or some people call it headspace. Some people call it calm, something like that. It can reduce stress. Obviously, it can boost immunity, increase concentration and focus, and even improve your sleep. In fact, some of the apps now have a, a section of... Um, uh, exercises that you can go through just to talk about calming your mind down before you go to sleep. You can use it to change the way that your mind operates. You can train your mind to observe 
rather than react. And that's kind of the way I think about it. You observe rather than react. It's not enlightenment. It's not enlightenment as someone might think, although there are some forms of meditation that do talk about enlightenment, but mostly, for the most part, it's not about enlightenment. It's about achieving awareness. Now, some people say it produces massive change in their life. I mean, there's some um, uh, YouTubes that I'm going to direct you to that you can talk about or listen to a celebrity talking about this massive change. Other people are just saying it's a little better. It's incremental. There's a reporter out there named Dan Harris, and during a, a press conference, he was a nationally renowned reporter, and he pretty much broke down during a, a press conference. And one of the things that he did was he started to meditate, and as a result of that, he wrote a book called 10% Happier. And so his whole thesis was, yeah, you need to do this. It's good for you. It's going to make you 10% happier. You willing to be 10% happier for 15 minutes a day? His bet was most of us would. It's kind of like it's kind of like a workout for the mind. You know, we spend time training the body, sometimes 60 minutes, 90 minutes a day. Well, why not 15, 20 minutes for the mind? Just makes sense to me. So how is meditation done? Well, I mean, it can be done in any one of a number of ways, but typically you find a quiet spot and you get comfortable. Don't have to sit cross-legged. Don't have to do the little the little things with your fingers on your knees, the little symbol, the A-OK sign, you just get comfortable. Take a few deep breaths and ultimately close your eyes. And you try to get your mind to focus on a word or a tone or the breathing in your body. And the objective is not to necessarily control your mind, but just to get you to focus on something. And when thoughts creep in, as they always do, acknowledge them, and then gently pull your mind back to its focus. After 15, 20 minutes, you open your eyes, you wake up, you appreciate the relaxation that you've just gone through, and then you move about your day. 10 to 15 minutes. Most of these apps, most of these people are saying, hey, if you do it once a day, that's enough. Some people like Transcendental Meditation want you to do it twice a day. We can all put aside 15 minutes or 15 minutes twice a day. People who meditate report a sense of calm, clarity, report that they make better decisions during the day because they have more perspective. The thing is, it's a little different for everyone. Some people report more patience in their relationships. Some people report a less busy mind. For me, my mind is always racing, and it just helps me slow down the mind. And I find that as things happen during the day, as I'm in the office and doing all the different things that I need to do, rather than just react, I find that I can stop, observe, it kind of falls into the big picture of life, and then take some action. Now, who meditates? Besides me, you've probably guessed at this point. Let me give you a couple, a couple of names. Tom Hanks. Everybody knows Tom Hanks. Started off as a, a, you know, a real funny comedic uh, actor and has turned into actually a pretty fine actor. Has done some pretty, pretty fine stuff. Uh, go to YouTube, type in Tom Hanks and meditation, and you'll see a uh, speech that he did where he was talking about how uh, meditation has been instrumental in his career. 
Jerry Seinfeld, of all people, big, big, big on meditation. Type in Jerry Seinfeld meditation on YouTube and you're going to see him put together a, or present a, a whole series of comments about why he's meditated for all these years. He talks about the fact that when the show was going, he had all these responsibilities. The show had his name on it. He was helping to write it. He was the main actor. He was bringing in the, the talent and clearing all that. A lot of things that he had to do. And he said it was a very stressful time. He enjoyed it, but he said it was very stressful because he was busy. And he would go at lunch and meditate while the cast had their midday meal. And then he would eat, eat on the set later. But he said that doing this daily meditation was instrumental in helping him put together a successful show. Now, the funny thing is um, he practices transcendental meditation, which talks about meditating twice a day. And Jerry said, well, I, you know, I only did it once a day around noon. And after the show was over years later, I'm talking to someone who teaches transcendental meditation. He says, here, I've been doing it for 41 years and I'm listening to this guy. And he's telling me, well, you know, Jerry, you're really supposed to do it once in the morning when you wake up and then a second time later on in the day. And of course, Jerry goes, damn, I've been doing it wrong for 41 years. <laughs> Wait a minute, does that mean all the stress comes back? I guess, I guess, kind of like ex post facto, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, Russell Brand talks about um, meditation and you, you can, again, you can see him talking about it on YouTube. Now, Russell Brand, funny guy, but he's, all over the board. And you got to think that the brain going on inside that head is just going a mile a minute, all the little things that he comes up with. And you listen to him talk on, on YouTube and in a, in a very polite, very quaint um, discussion that he has, he talks about how it simply has caused him to calm down a little bit. Now, hopefully not too much while he's doing his comedy thing, because that's part of his shtick, right? But it's helped him to calm down a little bit. Another person that meditates, um, Oprah Winfrey, enough said about that. How about Bill Ford? He's the executive chairman of Ford Motor, um, putting out some pretty fine products. Steve Jobs, well, of, of, of course, um, he meditated for years and years and years. Paul McCartney, of course, he was part of the Beatles when they brought the whole thing to the United States. But how about also Jack Dorsey? He's the CEO of Twitter and Square. Paul English, the founder of Kayak. Business people are starting to figure this out, that in a busy day with all this bombardment, they do better work when their brain is clear or calm and they can observe rather than react. So how do you get meditation into your schedule? What are the things that you can do to meditate regularly? Well, a couple of thoughts I had. One is generally use the same technique. There's all sorts of different techniques. There's different words. There's different tones. Um, some people like to meditate with their eyes open, gazing. I, I think most people like to um, uh, close their eyes. Um, some people say that you should be sitting without your legs crossed. Some people like to lay down and relax. But generally, use the same technique every day because you're training your brain to appreciate that time. And you want to make it a similar kind of experience. Another thought is train yourself to do it anywhere. I mean, a, a quiet room is best. It's obviously the best. But what about in the back seat of a car? What about when you're Ubering somewhere? You just tell the driver, hey, 
I'm going to meditate here for 15 minutes. So if it's just quiet and I don't respond to your questions, that's cool. What a great idea. You can refresh your brain while someone's driving you to the next thing that you've got to do during the day. That just struck me as very, very cool. Another thing is try and connect it with something you do automatically each day. Like in the morning, you get up, brush your teeth, meditate, or get home, go raid the pantry for some snacks and meditate. Connect it with something so that it's automatic, so that you do it almost regularly, automatically, every single day. So where do you start? How do you get going? Well, with Transcendental Meditation, you go on Google and they have a website and they will connect you with a personal trainer or a guide. Very nice to have one-on-one training to learn how to do this. But they want six to $800 to, to do that. I mean, obviously, if you've got the labor costs of someone coming over and just watching you go, um, you got to pay that person. And it's a person that's got to have a little bit of training and experience. But Transcend meditation, transcendental meditation, a very cool way to do it. By the way, back in, back in the 70s, I had a friend who uh, went through transcendental meditation and they actually had him sit down with a, a Madarishi or a yogi or something and he bestowed upon him his tonal thing that he was supposed to say over and over and they gave him a flower. Now, I don't think he paid $600, $800 cause we didn't have six or $800 back in the day, but um, that was how they did it back then. Now, there's a bunch of apps that do that. And and again, I think this is one reason why this meditation thing is proliferating. Um, the one that I like the best is is Headspace. It was founded in, in 2012 by Andy Puttacombe. And he's a, a former monk, a British guy. And they've got a million subscribers. They just went over a million subscribers. So you go to the website and he takes you through 10 free meditations. They don't want to take your money right away. They want to get you hooked in. And you're listening to this British guy with this very friendly, kind of light, thoughtful voice. And he walks you through it. You don't have to read a book and figure it out. You can go through the meditation with this very, very experienced fellow and start to build this skill. Uh, recently, he was on the Tonight Show. Actually, not recently. It was 2010. I guess it's not recent anymore. And um, he was meditating with, with Jimmy Fallon. Go to YouTube and check out, you know, Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon, Andy Puddicombe, P-U-D-D-I-C-O-M-B-E, and you'll find a very, very charming meditation where he and, and Jimmy are meditating. Um, like I said, they, they, they take you through 10 for free. Uh, they have a section where they have put together meditations where you can um, get kind of calmed down and get ready to go to sleep. It's about 90 bucks, 95 bucks a year after that. You can do it monthly or you can do it yearly. It's the one I've used. I've really appreciated him kind of, uh, you know, leading me through the process as I kind of reconnect with this. So I like it. I like it a lot. Check it out. These are all available on the App Store. Another one is called Calm. Now, Calm is about $60 a year, and it's an amazingly beautiful website. I mean, I think you could get relaxed just by looking at the graphics and the pictures and all the different stuff that they have. Calm is beautiful. Calm and Headspace are really probably the two biggest at this point. They're raising tons of money to expand. In fact, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal last month, and they were talking about the fact that here Calm and Headspace 
we're teaching people to be calm and relax, and yet they're going after each other uh, right to their throats trying to raise money to to expand. By the way, Headspace is uh, their studio, I found out, is in Venice, California, and their their corporate offices are in Santa Monica, even though um, uh, Putticombe is, is from uh, Britain. Another one that I know a lot of people like is called Insight Timer. Insight Timer is kind of interesting because it's a collection of what a whole bunch of people have put up onto the site as their favorite meditations. So with Insight Timer, you can listen to tones, you can listen to nature sounds, you can listen to someone talk, and you just kind of work your way through what works for you. So it's a little bit different. It's kind of like a clearinghouse of of meditations. And it's initially free. And if you want to get a premier membership, it's something like, uh, I don't know, 60, 60 bucks a year. Another one that I bumped into kind of new breathe b-r-e-e-t-h-e it's like i said a little newer about 60 bucks a year very nice very thoughtful they have a subsection for you know meditations that are good for sleep etc etc um really good recommend it and there's tons of others this is a thing Uh, When I started doing some uh, research for this show, I was really kind of surprised how many apps and websites um, and articles there are, frankly, talking about, you know, this 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 wave of meditation. And I think it's pretty good. I'm pretty happy about it. If if, you know, we drive on the freeways here in L.A. and if, if people are a little calmer, a little thoughtful. Hey, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. The only thing I hope they're not doing is closing their eyes and meditating in the car. <laughs> now, here's here's something, Brian. If you got a if you got a Tesla, I guess you put it on autopilot and you <laughs> meditate. No, you don't. No, you stay awake <laughs> <laughs> until you no hit, autopilot until you hit something. Uh, autopilot's pretty good, but I'm not sure that I'm I'm there yet. So people ask me, and I say, Dave, you're talking about this. What do you do? What is your What is your thing? Well, I find a quiet spot. I actually lie down. I find that more relaxing. I put earbuds in my ears or headphones because that puts the voice directly into my head. You know how you listen to music on a headset and it's like it's coming out of the middle of your brain. And I like that sensation. It's good for me. And I'm listening to Mr. Andy Puttacombe talking in this British voice. um, And that seems to work for me. My, My mind is racing or I'm having a busy day. It's very, very nice to be able to slow things down. In fact, sometimes at the office... I'll put in a little extra meditation. If things are getting a little crazy, I'll shut the door and tell people, don't bother me for 15 minutes. And I'll just put my feet up and put the uh, the earbuds in and spend a few minutes just settling down and, and relaxing. And I find that it really uh, helps me helps me get through the day, especially a real hectic day. It lets me step back. It lets me look at the big picture of life. And it helps me pursuing my personal goals, you know, including, by the way, my financial wellness. Now, here's the cool thing. After a while, you don't even really need the apps. You know what to do. You can do it anywhere, anytime. You can go lock yourself in a stall, if you know what I mean. You can go out in a park. Um, You can go sit in your car. You can do it anywhere anytime. You don't need a lot of extra stuff. Once you've practiced it a bit, you know what works for you and you can just do it anywhere. 
I think that's pretty cool. In fact, some of the times where I've tried to meditate, like out in the wilderness or whatever, I found that it was a little distracting. It was cool or windy or someone walked by or what have you. Um, so really, it doesn't have to be fancy. Just a place where you're not going to get interrupted. Now, how does this relate to financial wellness? I know all the listeners are going, Dave, this is really cool. I'm going to go meditate. I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be aware. I really dig that. But how does this how does this relate to financial wellness? Because after all, that's why I'm listening to this show. Well, if you're calm, thoughtful, and aware, chances are you're going to make better financial decisions. You're going to see the decision to be made much clearer. You'll make decisions during the day that fit within your tombstone and your goals. Remember a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about what your current tombstone might look like and, and what your future tombstone might look like and how you get there. And that is how you get through the journey that is your life from one tombstone to the other, following short-term and, and long-term goals. And if you are a person that is meditating and is calm and looking at a bigger picture, you will make better decisions to move you along your life, including moving towards your financial wellness. Dave, why don't you think more people are or aren't meditating? I mean, it sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, why does never why are we all walking around the streets going? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I I think a couple of things. First of all, um, you know, it, it was in vogue in the 70s and, the, you know, 90s and 2000s. I, I just don't think it was considered as, as catchy or, or, or hip or what have you. But I, I think it's catching on now because of the apps. And I, and I think that that's, that's part of it. I also think it's because our, our smartphones bombard us with information, so much information all day long that people are looking for a you know, a way to get a break out of that, a way to, to sort that through, a, a way to get their brain to kind of synthesize that information. I, I just don't think a lot of people know about it. And then I think there's people that just don't take the time. They just don't think about their day enough. Do you think it's going to be cyclical? I mean, because you just said 70s, 90s, now we're in the, you know, it was a fad. It was, you know, for those of us who have either read the books or were young enough to, you know, kind of remember some of those things mm -hmm. and the patchouli oil or something, it, there were negative stereotypes with it. Yeah. But yeah. now look at what's happening. You know, do you think it's going to happen again like that? Or You know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, only time will tell. Um, if it turns out to be something like jogging or tennis or something like that, it won't be as popular um, as it is now or may at its zenith or maybe soon to be its zenith. However, there'll still be a lot of people that'll do it and it'll be popular and they'll appreciate it. But there's there's also the possibility, I suppose, that it'll continue to grow, as, especially as our everyday lives become more and more complicated and, and fast-paced. So my hope is that you know more people will do it. Um, I certainly hope that the people listening to our podcast will, because I think they'll be more successful. And wouldn't it be cool if a large percentage of the population meditated? Because I think uh, calmer thought for people are good for our society, especially with what we see on the six o'clock news every night. How about you, Brian? You ever you ever meditate? No, I've done it. I have uh, friends that uh, have done it and that still do it. Um, for anyone who's actually thinking about, uh, you know, trying it, I'm going to 
share one experience that I had, which was until you've done it a couple of times, um, it, it does sort of feel like it's just something else on your to-do list, um, which is pretty much the exact opposite of what you're trying to do. Uh, but hang in there for the first week, just every day, 15 minutes, just calm yourself um, using any of the techniques that you talked about, Dave. Um, yeah. 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 Two big uh, thumbs up. I talked to, to someone who, um, you know, I recommended it to and, and he said, well, you know, I, I did it once or twice and nothing happened. And I said, but that, you know, that's kind of the point. It's not to happen because we don't <laughs> need more things to do. But, uh, you know, if you get into the habit, it's like working out, you, you get into that repetition, you start to look forward to it mm-hmm. and it it's incremental, you know, and some of the, some of the YouTubes that I talked about, um, and referred the listeners to. I mean, these people are saying, "Oh, it's amazing overnight. It's incredible. It's empowering." And and maybe it is for them, but I, I think for a lot of people, it's it's incremental. It's subtle. Um, it builds up over time. And um, you know, if someone does it for two, three, four times, sometimes even a week, and you go, "Eh, I you know, I don't need extra things to do," and you and you move on to something else. It might not be for everybody too. I mean, some people might get their their meditation, um, you know, in a different way. There was a lot of years where I think I got my meditation running. Mm-hmm. You know, they they say that once you get running, your body kind of gets into a groove. Your your breathing goes up. Your body starts to move the blood around, and after a piece, you know, ten minutes, your your pulse drops. And your body is used to that running and that that methodical step, step, step is almost like, um, you know, a mantra it, it is, in yeah. a meditation. And and every time you you use the big muscles in your leg, it's it's or your legs, it's pushing um, blood through. And a lot of people say that their workout, um, something like running for mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like weights or basketball or something, but running, which is very methodical, is almost their is almost their meditation. So swimming as well. Swimming, I would think same thing. You know, especially swimming. You know, you're you're usually not listening to music. Your you, your head's in the water, and it and it's you, and you're and you're moving. So some people get it that way. I, I saw a very interesting interview. Actually, it was an inter, interview of Puttingcomb, and he was talking to a sports trainer, and the trainer was saying, "Yeah, he thinks a lot of his his clients." It was a performance trainer for mm-hmm. for, for athletes. He was saying that he thinks that a lot of his athletes get their meditation, um, you know, by working out, doing something very methodical. So different ways to do it. It's not an exact concept, but it's certainly something to think about. Certainly something to try, um, download an app on your phone and try, you know, uh, the, the free 10 pack or whatever, whatever <laughs> they've got going. Um, listen, give it a shot, it, people see how it happens. And, um, you know, the result is you only spent a little bit of time, but the downside would be, and the upside would be, you've got a calmer, more thoughtful approach to the day. Just something to think about. Wow, look at that. We've used up all of our time talking about meditation. We're, mm-hmm. we're just coming out of our meditation on meditation. Um, no emails today, because again, we've, we've used up our allocated time. Come back next week. We got some interesting things coming up. We're going to be uh, interviewing someone from a brokerage house on the different kind of accounts that you can open if you're going to save money. Um, we're going to be talking about you are who you hang out with. Interesting stuff. Till next week, this is Dave Hagen, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.
You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.